You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. It is the Out of Sight Podcast. It is Dio Royster. It is David Early. I am sounding a little bit nasally. Part of it is the sinuses that I've been dealing with pretty much all week. And then the other part is crying because of the depression, finding out that Joel Embiid had an MRI and it looks like there is a meniscus tear. Uh, David, here we go again. I say this every year around this time of year, pretty much exact same time of year. You could set your calendars to it. Why can't we have nice things? Can't have nice things. We have to do another one of these podcasts. All right. So an MRI podcast. Ugh. All right. So Joel did not look good after coming out of the game against the Warriors in the fourth quarter. So the oh no's and the Jesus Christ already start. My my whole thought process was okay. Hopefully it's just a tweak. Sit him until the all-star break. We'll manage after that. But now with this MRI, which revealed something, I was reading and noticing something like Shams reported it a tear, but then he deleted that tweet. So now I'm just like, okay, what the hell is going on? I don't, what's the, what's the official news that I may have missed? I think that, the team wanted to get out there that he has an injured meniscus, which is a little more vague than a tear, right? Um, and so, you know, we got multiple reports that they were collecting as much information and talking to as many doctors as possible to figure out the right form of treatment. Um, I did once have an MRI on a bad knee, and they said, we didn't spot anything, but we suspect your meniscus might be torn. And I was like, well, how do you not spot it? And they said, <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes the meniscus is the one thing that you don't always see if it's torn. So the meniscus is hiding. Get out of here. I, I guess I guess that is actually possible. Um, and that's probably why we were left hanging on word, because maybe they didn't spot something or maybe they did and they weren't sure if this was general wear and tear. I mean, he did have a surgery on this meniscus back in 2017. You remember the 2019 season, he dealt with left knee tendonitis for, I don't know, the better part of the second half of the year right? into the the playoffs. And we even got those words that into the next season in 2020, he was still ramping up because he had to spend so much of the summer resting rehabbing. So there is a history here. Um, of this left knee. And he came into that game with what I suspect was left knee tendonitis. It, it's just 
a shit show and there's a lot of blame to go around. Maybe we need to do one of those blame pie charts. Sure. Okay. There's a couple of different categories that we could go here. Um, media. Should we start with LeBron? Yeah, let's let's start with LeBron first. Let's start with LeBron first, because you mentioned him at the top of the pod. But I I've been out of the loop on LeBron craziness. Like the last thing I heard was some wild nonsense about like it should it would be in his best interest to get traded to the Knicks. So I'm just like, no, stop it. Uh, I what, what were you referring to? LeBron, the king has just spoken as we're recording this about a half hour ago. LeBron tweets. Where are all the media outlets, TV media personalities, hot takes that talked so much poop emoji about Joel Embiid about missing those games when he knew what he was dealing with? Exactly. Follow-up tweet. Now he's out with an injury because of it. Not one person has went back on TV or their dumbass podcast and apologized to that man, all caps, exclamations, no accountability, trash. Of course and not. So- of course they're not going to do that. Of course they're not going to hang back and uh, retract anything they say that has gotten them views, likes, retweets, anything. Of course they're not going to do that because it makes them look like what they really are, which is absolute hacks and schmucks. Yeah, Brian Tuporek, uh for Liberty Ballers wrote a piece basically calling out by name a handful of people who – we're really going in on this. Joel is ducking Joker narrative, and yeah, you know, let I, me I let went... me let me go in on Kendrick Perkins and Stephen A. Smith and all those guys in the world. Okay, Kendrick, Stephen A. Okay, stop. Just a little homework. Just a little homework. Knock it off. You'll Kendrick... realize that two of these years since 2019. He was not able to play. He had a bone bruise and hyperextension in the left knee 2021, so that game was out in Denver. Then the following year, he literally had COVID. He was deemed ineligible to play. Two of these years that everyone's talking about him ducking, he couldn't have played if he wanted to. And then the next one, you and I talked about on the pod, they had this double header, and they, they pushed him last year, and then he wasn't able to go in Denver after looking like a shell of himself against Phoenix. So I was really relieved as were you that he was sitting in that Denver game. And now this year where everybody seemed to think he was ducking because of this narrative where people really just didn't do their homework, but the reality was far more grim. It almost reminded me of remember when Sixers fans were saying Ben Simmons is ducking playing in Philadelphia. Yeah. And it turned, and he only played like 10 more total games ever since. So chances are, if a guy's not playing, you can hold on to your ducking narratives. There probably is more of an injury issue than you're aware of. And LeBron is talking about that because a lot of people, including the boy, uh, the guy that you uh, cited, Kendrick Perkins, was just, you know, basically pushing this narrative that he's scared to play Joker. And then as soon as it happens, we're like, oh, no, no, he's seriously hurt. This is really bad. This is the tweet from Kendrick on January 27th. It's like, quote, Embiid hasn't played in Denver since 2019. Come on now, big fella. Joel Embiid stops ducking the smoke and staying on business today. Carry the hell on, end quote. Kendrick, you say that nonsense, and then you find out that Joel is actually legitimately hurt. So you and Stephen A, I'll get Stephen A in a second. Both of you stand on business every day and do not miss a day of work for the rest of the calendar year. 
because I'm going to be paying attention. Liberty Ballers, too. I'm going to be paying attention. I'm going to be paying attention. You miss one day of work for whatever reason. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you're hurt. I don't care if you're injured. You come on the air every day and go to work. Like, you tell these guys to go to work, okay? Embiid is... An MV- he was an MVP candidate, and then Stephen A. comes in, and he's like, oh, Jordan played 82 games this many times. Bird played 82 games this many times. Magic, et cetera, et cetera. All right, cool, fine. Good for them. Golf clap. Way to go. Okay? This is 2024. Yeah, I mean, you're, comparing, you're comparing him to some of the greatest smaller Ironmen in league history. Like, right. come on. And I'll, I'll even go as far as to say this. Okay. You want to do that? Fine. But like I said, I'm watching you the rest of the calendar year. You take a day off and I swear to God, I'm roasting you on Twitter because you're out here trying to dictate how a man should dictate his body during the course of his career. If you're going to do that, then you stand on business when I call you out for doing the same goddamn thing. You're sick. You're hurt. You're injured. I don't care. Get your ass in the booth because you know what? You want to dictate how somebody else should do their job and handle their body and their health. So you know what? Tarma's a bitch and I'm coming at you full scale, full stop. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. Oh, amen. Um, Just just sick of that. Sick of that. Go go to your producers and say, look, you guys pay me. A million dollars a year. What does what does Stephen A. make? And then you don't have some producer, some fact checker, some intern to just give them the information. Just seriously, hop on, on LibertyBallers.com. We've got you covered. If you're gonna go on TV and say something about Joel, just read a little bit about what's going on. It took me like two hours to compile, you know, every game that he's ever missed in Denver and looked at it and was like, okay, oh, whatever. Oh, okay. There are legitimate reasons. Yeah. So, all right, but let's move on because the media is just a small part of it. And Ramona Shelburne, ESPN senior writer, I think she intimated that maybe Joel was pushing to play, right? And then there was a report by Sam Amick of The Athletic suggesting that there were some in the Sixers organization who felt Joel pushed to himself to play, maybe hearing some of the noise. For the 65-game minimum and all the scrutiny. Yeah, and that's kind of what a lot – like Draymond Green has said, the 65-game minimum is is stupid. You got guys out here, you know, pushing themselves too hard for this stu- arbitrary award. If you if you play 64 games, you can't win MVP, but 66 is fine. You're the MVP. So clearly this was a stupid idea. On the other hand, as long as we're doing some blame pie – he didn't have to go for it. And if there was any good checks and balances system, if somehow, some way, Joel slipped through the cracks of their medical checks, um, then someone has to have some like in-game responsibilities to say, hey, does he, he doesn't look right. And we talked about this on the podcast before. Like Joel lets this get into his head and he feels like he has to. Dave, I'm going to ask you a simple question. Big fella. You got your MVP. You're probably going to go down in history as one of the top five Sixers of all time. If nothing else, and he just wins a championship after that, 
Dave, we're fine with that. I mean, we've been saying prioritize the playoffs since 2019 or so. And, you know, something's just not sticking for the franchise. And it predates the Daryl Morey era, although Morey hasn't been any better at it since compiling a team to get through to Joel. And we have picked up some clues as to the Sixers' process for this. Nick Nurse after the game said that, like, there are certainly checks there in place. Joel goes through a check. The med staff clears him. Joel has a large input on that decision, and he says he's good to go. You tend to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, parentheses, my words now. He did come off a swollen knee and drop 70 against the Spurs. I guess he barbecued Orlando. So it wasn't like you could dismiss his word if he said he felt fine. The problem is what happens when he clearly doesn't feel fine, tells you he feels fine because he wants to be a warrior. He wants to get in all these games. Um, But we, we have this history here of, you know, Drew Hanlon and Ramona Shelburne talked about it in 2021. Remember when he missed that all-star game with a close contact COVID thing, Ben was out too. Yeah. And as soon as he came back, he was disappointed that he'd missed the game and missed some time. And he wanted to show the world he was the best player alive. And in his first game playing in like nine or 10 days, he tries to dunk on a couple people and hurts his knee. And so we've had this, you know, thing in the backdrop where Embiid, obviously he's not ducking Jokic, but if you did want to lobby a charge that Embiid is going to hate, it's that he hears the noise too much. And I did think it was interesting that someone was speaking to Sam Amick and suggesting the same thing from within the team. Because if I was Joel, I'd be like, yo, don't go to the media and talk about me hearing the noise too much. That's the last thing I want. That's the last perception I want out there. I want to be able to manage my career on my terms. Like, don't like, if you think this is true, come to me and we'll discuss it. Like, like businessmen, like colleagues, whatever. Yep. Maury's got Maury just got an extension and nurse is on a four year deal. So I don't think either of them would be worried about deflecting blame or job security, but someone in the Sixers organization felt like a lot of people are looking at us and the med staff and the training staff, but maybe they should be looking at Joel. Like, and, is that the implication of that, of that type of leak? And if that's what he's standing on, and if that's, if we can find, if we can find that guy, first of all, he needs to be fired from the organization. Number one, number two, we should drag him up and down broad street by his ankles and just be like, the hell's the matter with you. Yeah. Don't, don't talk to Sam Amick about how Joel hears the chirping too much and pushes to play when he shouldn't. Cause that's Cause only going to make it worse. It's only going to make it worse. That's this is the beginning stages of what disgusted Kawhi Leonard so much that he didn't want a super to stay in San Antonio. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was the big reason why he didn't want to stay in San Antonio because he was getting criticized all the damn time because he wasn't being allowed to heal and manage his body the way he felt necessary. Yeah, now we don't have literally like you had pop think you had Buford, you had Manu and Tony all calling Kawhi out and saying, Tony tore his quad and he's out here. <laughs> Where are you? As if he didn't have a chronic long-standing injury. Yeah. Um, and Kawhi was just appalled. He was like, yo, you guys don't have my back. I don't even want the extra $75 million to stay here anymore. And, and to, we're, not, uh, we're not at this point yet, but 
as we do start to look at that Joel Embiid trade request clock, um, it's things like this that, you know, going back to the Ben Simmons saga, it's always little things first that turn into big things later. Uh, and, you know, to his teammates' credit, I, I guess, I haven't heard them saying anything like what Tony Parker or Manu no, or no. Pop or anything. Like, to their credit. To play, it's the other way around. He's trying to play more. Kawhi might have been being conservative and careful. That actually wound up working out for him pretty well because he won a championship in 2019 with Maybe. this coach, Nick Nurse. Maybe it's Tobias or Pat Bev that needs to come in and just like, yo, big fella, you, some, something ain't right. We're we're good. If you, you, we're okay, if you just want to sit this one out, okay? It's 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 just Golden State. We're fine. We're we're trying to win a championship. Just rest. We got this. It's fine. Heal up. We're good. Don't worry about it. It's, we're good, Joel. I swear, we're good. Okay, we so- need you at a hundred percent. Okay, for the playoff time. Because you see what Boston's out here doing. You see what Milwaukee's out here doing. We need you for those two teams come playoff time. Heal up. We'll be good. We'll be all right. No, Joel, take your sneakers off. We're good, okay? Put on your civvies. We're fine. Chill on the bench. Have some popcorn and soda. We're fine. We're good. And all right, so we've done the media. We've done the NBA 65 game rule as part of that. You know, obviously that that's a silly cutoff. We've done Joel maybe hearing the chirping or pushing too hard for regular season accolades or whatever, trying to stay eligible for MVP if that's what he was doing. Um, If you buy some of the stuff that came out that he was pushing to play because he heard the noise. But on the final, the final buck probably should stop with the Sixers themselves. And you and I were a little worried before the year began when we heard Nick Nurse saying things like, we look at load management a little bit differently. We want Joel's games to go up. And I was like, up? Don't you mean down? We yeah, want right. Season games down. And Kyle Newbeck popped on the PHLY pod and was like, the Sixers have seen in the past that if Joel misses a game, he can get in and out of shape pretty quickly. And so that's why they like him playing more. And the ideal is they toast someone by the third quarter and he gets old school load management. But I, I didn't love that idea either because it seems like at some point or another, these checks and balances, if you somehow get through and you trust Joel to say he's good and you let him play, don't you have that final guy who says, oh, my goodness, and Newbeck pointed this out on his most recent pod that I heard, three minutes into that game, we could all see that he wasn't right. And every single reporter was tweeting, like, Joel's out here, but it doesn't look like he should be. He's hobbling. There's no one on the Sixers bench who can say, dude, even yeah. though you've been cleared, even though that you want to play and say you feel fine, we can see that, that it's not the case. You and can, there's just not that final check. So I don't know where the should be able to. You should be able to see within like at least the first quarter of that Golden we State could. game where because I was watching that game. I was like, oh, wow, that's that's not something's not looking right. Like if I can see that on the television, like some of the non-doctors are sitting here saying, Joel, yeah buckled even attempting to contest a shot he shouldn't be in tonight somebody on the bench needed to be like yo um we should probably take him out right now yeah someone could have said hey i saw a tweet from ramona shelburne the other day that he couldn't jump before denver and now it's only two days later maybe he shouldn't be 
like a, a deal Royster Sixers Sixers 12th man on the bench like I'd be going to I'd be going to training and just be like yo um he he don't look right man like some something's off not to toot our own horn but if libertyballers.com is free for everyone should we be charging a million dollars a month for the Sixers to have access because all they'd have to do is hop on see a few of our tweets in the first quarter hey Joel shouldn't be in this game he's hobbling and someone Listen. could say oh shoot maybe they're right Listen, we've talked about this before, how, like, if the Sixers want to just, like, look at our live tweets, we will give them full access to it. And just like, yeah, we'll put it on, we'll put it on a scroll for you as you're, like, watching the game in in house in Camden or something. Six million dollars for six month access. And any time that we're saying, hey, get them out, just just factor that into your decision making a little bit. No, maybe no. I, I don't know. I don't know if they have six million dollars laying around because they because you know Josh Josh Harris may be going flat broke after buying the uh, uh, Washington Commanders. You could you could see he's the, he's not rolling in dough when he makes Dan Quinn the head coach. <laughs> I, he, the man interviewed Belichick and then hired the coach who Belichick barbecued in the Super Bowl. I wonder wonder what the decision making process was there. So I yeah, like maybe maybe you won't get six mil, but like they could kick out six hundred grand. That's fine. And then it cost them seventy five k because Embiid wasn't listed questionable in that Denver game because apparently he insisted he was fine and didn't want anyone trolling him for being on the injury report. <sighs> but he he's an injured meniscus. We don't know if and when he's going to be back. My guess is they're determining whether or not. Rehab is going to be sufficient or if he's going to need a cleanup procedure. And if you want to do a cleanup procedure to do that sooner and get it over with, even if that's a six to eight week process, it's two months, blah, blah, blah. It's just we're, we're in this like hamster wheel here on the Sixers with load management. I mean, it was the same with Harden last year. We You see him go to the locker room hobbling and you come back and you play him 30 more minutes. And then, he yeah, it's, it's and then, hard. It is Harden all over again. And then, la- and then at the end of the year, he hurts himself playing Chicago, and you leave him in until 47 total minutes. Now he has to miss four more games with the Achilles that you played him on. They just don't have someone in-game to say, I know you're cleared, I know you're out there, sit your butt down. Maybe they just don't have the leverage, maybe they don't have the infrastructure, the, they don't have the hashtag heat culture to get through to these guys. I don't know, <laughs> but if they had kept Jimmy Butler, you feel like a guy who it always comes back to Jimmy Butler with you, you know, like he's a good example of a guy who does not make every all-star game. He certainly doesn't make every all NBA team, but then every time may rolls around, he tends to be in that final four as one of the five best players alive. And you're like, Oh, prioritize the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> why don't we, why don't we have a guy in house who gets, can get through that message to this franchise and Joe. All right, let's take a little break, come back, and then discuss like what's next. Uh, what do the Sixers do? What do we think they should do? Since we are, you know, trained media people that do their damn research before saying <laughs> wild shit. So we'll come back after the break, and then we'll discuss what's next. This is the Out of Sight Podcast and the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Outside Podcast and the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. David, I have woosahed after my uh, little tangent earlier in the podcast. I apologize for all of the... Uh, Cursory language that was displayed in uh, Act One, but now we're at Act Two. I'm a little bit more level-headed. I'm a little bit more measured. I'm not going to say any crazy stuff, Dave. You know me well enough to not do that, at least not all the time. <laughs> so what's next? It so the range of injury time I've seen is four to six weeks. It could be four to six months. We just don't know how bad of a tear it is. Regardless, me personally, shut it down. Without 100% Embiid, you're not beating Boston or Milwaukee anyway. Shut it down. So you're with Kendrick Perkins? Shut him down for the year? Shut it Shut it down. Because like, rather than his mea culpa, he just went on the air and said, get him out of here for the whole season. He's never right. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not doing it because he's never right. I'm doing it. Because without a 100% Embiid, you're not beating Boston. You're not beating Milwaukee anyway. So rest up, heal up, get 100%. We'll see you in October. And that's just that's just facts. I'm sorry. It's just facts. No matter how good Tyrese Maxey has been this season, we'll get to him in a minute. Without Embiid, there's no way they're beating Boston or Milwaukee or anybody in the west really that you could think of like minnesota no uh denver no clippers probably not like what's what's the point then you're dragging them out there and you're just making it worse it'll be 30 scenarios now where you have to play one of the knicks Cavs, or pacers or heat in round one have gone up and the chances that joel Embiid is going to be back and healthy for that series which now might be on the road I mean, this. Let's be honest. They could slip as far as down to a play-in team. Um, you know, they've got like a five-game total advantage over teams like the Heat for the seventh seed, and that's where the play-in begins. The Orlando Magic are there too, so they still have a cushion. And Tyrese Maxey just dropped fifty-one to help them avoid it get any worse, making his first ever All-Star debut. I'm not sure that it was a coincidence that we got the Maxey all-star news drop the same yeah. time we got the Joel and BB bomb. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty convenient timing there. If you want us to uh, distract at least a few casual fans from the bad news, yeah. but I don't know. I don't really know what's next, but uh, you know, I, I don't think I would shut him down for the year if he was back and healthy at some point, but you got to ask yourself at what point, what do we determine healthy to be now? Is he suffering through like we've seen him do in the playoffs with an LCL lateral meniscus tear you know a mask and a torn thumb or is he going to be able to go out and dominate i i I just don't i just don't know and it just goes back to the simple thing that he'll be 30 next month and he's a big he's a big dude like this is his knees and his feet and his ankles this is only going to stand to get worse and i'm not out here saying oh before anybody populates this i'm not saying hey we should probably trade and be get what we can no it's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is next season everybody has to come to a consensus that 
if he don't look right, he ain't playing. We don't care what Joel says. We don't care what the media says. We have to hire somebody. We have to hire an adult in the room that's just like, look, Joel don't look right. I don't think we should play him tonight. At the very least, they got to have that guy on staff. At the very least. Yeah, there's, they don't have that guy on staff, and if they have me, they're not listening to him. Uh, if I'll tell you this. If I were someone like Pat Riley or Leon Rose and I had my eye on Embiid, if they lose in the first round, whether he's out there or not, I'm going to get in his ear and I'm going to say, look, we know you're a warrior. We know you want to play every game, but it's year after year, and I would try to put in his mind – a lot of blame on the Sixers. I would say, look, the mm. Sixers haven't found a way to get you there healthy. They don't stand up to you when it's clear you're not right. Someone should have pulled you out of that Warriors game. We will do that. And he might be a little bit more amenable to that message. I'm not saying he'll necessarily ask out. Maybe the Sixers keep their draft picks and keep their cap space now. Maybe they feel like, hey, we don't have that pressure to go all in for Indeed's prime right now with this significant of an injury. And maybe that resource, those resources to improve gives you one more season with Joel before he starts one getting a wandering eye, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe he can come back in six weeks and you've already got some extra help. You go get, a, I don't know, a Brogdon or a DFS or whatever, and he appreciates that, and you can re-sign that guy for an affordable price, yada, yada, yada. But I would absolutely be salivating over the idea of pitching Joel the Sixers have let you down. We will not. And just see if that sinks in over time, over the course of the summer. Any talk of trades is totally dependent on the outcome of the uh, diagnosis. If he's out for four to six weeks, that's one thing. But if he's out four to six months, then there's no reason to make a big tr- like splash trade, right? Even, even for like a Brogdon type or a Caruso or something like that. Yeah, my guess would be they want to give this every chance to for the swelling to go down and heal on its own and see if they could at least punt a potential surgery to the offseason. Um, uh, an idea but, that I absolutely hate, by the way. Yeah, but if you uh, if you decide to have the full, you know, menisectomy or whatever it's called, then yeah, he's he would be looking at a prolonged absence. And if I were Daryl Morey and I had a million algorithms anyway, I would certainly punch in the idea that maybe it's better to maintain your cap space and your picks and just go all in for the summer when you'll have another healthy year. You know, it sounds like a quitter's attitude, but ultimately for a championship, maybe that's the the best path. I'm not honestly sure yet. It depends on how he's feeling in two weeks. I, I know I'm coming out here with kind of a quitter's attitude, like, you know, shut it down because we're not beating Boston, we're not beating Milwaukee. But, like, at, at this point, at this stage of Joel's career, like, we we won a championship from him. Like, that's, that's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, it, the idea that he needed to play in 65 games for an MVP was just, like, immediately gross to me. <laughs> like I was like, oh, is that going to be a priority? Surely it won't be. The um, the biggest joke that I heard about this whole thing is just like Joel is like all of us. Uh, he's he's running out of PTO days. I, I thought that was kind of funny. Like that was that was cute. I like that one. Uh, I'm not ready to laugh at those jokes yet. <laughs> and, and the doomer part of me is thinking if I'm Paul George and we flame out 
I mean, the, the, the Clippers, let's be honest, they kind of look like a super team some night. So I don't think they're going to flame out in the first round. But if they had a disastrous playoff run and they don't extend him and he did want out. Well, they shouldn't flame out because Doc Rivers isn't their coach, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but, it, you know, the point I was making is essentially, do you if you were a star player, would you want to hit your wagon to Joel knowing that there's – a high probability he won't be ready for the 2025 playoffs when you'll be there, maybe 37 years old. I don't know if I wish, I don't know if I would hitch like a four year wagon to that, but like a two year yeah. wagon with big money, I, I might do that. But these guys are not going to want, I mean, someone that good is not going to want a two year deal. Yeah, that's think. that's the catch 22 of that whole thing. At Paul George's age, I mean, and he's just a hypothetical because he might just extend, but at someone that age, you want a four-year deal, and I'd be pretty nervous to to hitch my wagon to Philadelphia if your best hope for a title is Joel staying healthy given the track record of load management and injury management in Philly. I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing it out there because we're we're talking about like injured players and all like that and like people hitching their wagons for like a two-year deal. Um now I'm not necessarily against like giving Clay Thompson a little a little chip off the top, you know, in the offseason. Yeah, maybe maybe if he wants for... if he wants one more ring, screw it. If if Zach Levine is maybe you acquire him for a very very good price because Chicago simply wants to unload him. Maybe you can get Caruso, and maybe you can just rest Levine, send him home with Joel, and say the two of you, 2025. Both of you healthy then. Let's go. <laughs> All right. What do you say we end this pod on an uplifting note? Uh, Tyrese. Tyrese Maxey. First time All-Star. Tyrese, love you, buddy. Uh, hoping you come on the pod whenever you want. Open invitation. Uh, first time Slam All-Star. Cover. Slam magazine cover. 50-burger against the Jazz. Like, his his stock is just skyrocketing right now. It's like early days of Disney when Disney Plus came on the scene. Like, it's that sky high. Yeah, he. Sean Kennedy wrote, Tyrese Maxey is here to save our collective psyches. That was so great. You, great piece pick, by you, Sean. Yeah, if you need to pick me up, please go read Sean's work and remember that drafting him 20th, you know, teams like Miami that were always jealous of drafted guys like precious Achiwa over maxi we couldn't have gotten him if if those teams didn't make those mistakes and it's completely turned the fortunes of this franchise around you and i were talking in the offseason would you trade maxi and all the picks for lillard maxi himself has been better than damian lillard so far this yes, year. yes he has and i know dame got the you know the home te- the what is it called like household name votes from the fans yeah but maxi but maxi you know brunson obviously should have been starting for the all-star team brunson has a low-key mvp case right now but maxi's right there donovan mitchell's right there and they were right to not trade maxi it's just a shame that we won't get to see maxi and joel over the next couple months now i wouldn't even call him like low-key odds for uh for brunson i'm just looking up on our uh preferred gambling site uh DraftKings has jalen brunson mvp odds at plus six thousand. i'm not i'm not sh- hey 
I got I got five bucks laying around. Like I'll throw I'll throw an Abraham Lincoln on Brunson for MVP. <laughs> Why not? Right? Have a Why not? Life. Plus six five dollar bet on plus six thousand. That's like three hundred bucks. I'll take that. I don't hate it. Yeah, I like it. And if it doesn't hit, then whatever. I just don't get food truck lunch that day. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> In the Maybe means, we can do a GoFundMe to get you some lunch. I'm not that I'm not that desperate out here. Jesus. <laughs> uh I I am desperate for uh healthy players. I'm I'm well, a little bit well Maxi Maxi's back <laughs> in the lineup. He looks healthy, he torched the jazz, and maybe he can keep this team afloat to avoid a play-in scenario until Joel can get back. And then there were that sort of team where the opposing coach needs to take an ambient the night. The night before mm. the series starts, oh, this is the worst six seed I ever had to face. Yeah, that would that would be nice. That would be the incredible. Scary, the scary six seed mentality. <laughs> Listen, how many times did Miami get to the finals doing that? Yeah, they were from an eighth last year, weren't they? Yeah, I, I think we need to stop sleeping on the bottom half of the standings here when it comes to playoff just, time. You just have to get Lowry off the buyout and have him take a charge on Giannis or Tatum that injures them both. Like that's how Miami got the finals, right? Was oh yeah, taking a charge on Giannis and he got hurt, and then Miami didn't have as much trouble beating him the rest of the way. Uh, here's here's hoping, right? I'm not gonna hope. I'm not gonna hope for injuries, but um, well, you, well, no, not that aspect. But you know what I mean? We, yeah. I know <laughs> In the meantime, read, follow the site LibertyBallers.com. Read and uh, follow us on Twitter. At Liberty at Liberty underscore ballers. You can follow me. I'm at Adil B. Royster. David is at David Early. Listen to the other podcasts on the podcast network. That's Ball Folks and other fine recordings that we are releasing. Until next time, Dave, let's let's just try to keep our spirits up as best we can as we plunge through another Joel Embiid injury. How do we do that? God damn it. I have no idea. We should have experience doing this. We really should. I don't know why. We're I, we're we're very well versed in how this works. What's your what's your go-to comfort food for moments like these? Oh wow, that's a, that is an excellent, excellent question. Um I myself am a fan of just like corner store chicken fingers and fries. Ah, nice. Because it's like 725 and like it tastes it's good enough to get me feeling good that I've eaten something, but then it's also just like wow, do this go, is Do you go ketchup, barbecue, hot sauce? Oh, I had no no no, I, nothing from the store. I get I I use whatever sauces I have in my house. Like I usually oh, you have your own... I usually have like some sweet baby rays Hawaiian barbecue sauce laying around. Ooh. Nice. Uh, with some with with some Cholula, possibly. I think I'm gonna need either some tacos or some spaghetti and meatballs or something. Just drown my sorrows in some comfort foods. Either that or just like a nice like if I really want to spend money, then just like a nice healthy bowl of ramen from like a top notch restaurant. Ooh, yeah, ramen. Nice like hot slurpy noodles in the winter on a crummy day. That's oh yeah. Always- yeah. That's always fun and soothing. Perfect. All right. Good idea. So, so now I'm hungry. So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna do that. But uh, until next week, we'll talk to everybody later. Yeah.